You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for the final day of the trading week, so it's time for the opening with Nick Kunzer from Sunnam Private Wealth. It's been a week of central banks. It's been a week of uh, volatility, and it's been a week where I think people, Nick, are sitting down and saying, what have we got here? We've got the TikTok and Oracle deal, which is a little bit nerve-wracking. We've got October coming up, and that is the month that houses the biggest and most dramatic falls in stock markets in history. We've got September, which is statistically the worst month for stock markets. We've got the U.S. election coming up, a lot of M&A activity, which is always a flashing light for me. So it, there's so much going on, and yet, the, but the market's behaving itself this morning, at least. Good morning. Morning, morning, Lindsay. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a, it's a nice synopsis. I mean, if we look back at, at I guess, the week that was, um, lots, as you said, lots of central banks came out. Uh, our own Saab yesterday, I think, caught a few people off guard. Um, and then, of course, uh, a number of IPOs. And I think if we look back, the NASDAQ has been the one that stood out for me. I mean, that is... The tech shares, those heavyweights, have, have certainly been front and center of the story on the way up. You know, Apple and Tesla, and we had that listing of, of Snowflake we spoke about on your show last <laughs> night and a few things. So, I mean, that was that was the story for me um, because they single-handedly and, and a very – I guess it's been a very – sort of a, a narrow rally up with these shares and they're starting to look a little bit fragile this week and i think we'll look back uh, and see where we are as you said going into october got elections on the third of november all of a sudden um there's quite a lot of noise out there and i think i'd be very cautious uh, going into next week and i think we'll see that i mean once again this morning Lindsay, i mean the s&p's you know had a little bit you know, had a bit of a pop this morning but as the days progress and as europe's opened up We've just grounded back to sort of unchanged. And, you know, I just, I just get that feeling, as you said. It's going to be a lot of noise to digest. Let's have a look at the Stock Exchange News Service announcements this morning. The Spa Group Limited came out with its trading update for the 48 weeks to the 28th of August 2020. The share price on my screen at the moment is up 5.4%, Nick. Now, I like the Spa story during the pandemic. The, the reason I do is because it's got these little – they're not corner shops – but they're local mm. shops. They don't have these giant places where you have to drive to and go into a car park and remember that you're in C220 so you can find your car again. You can pop there and get some stuff. And I think that's what I um, uh, brought up with the CEO last time I spoke to him on, on results day six months ago or something. I like the spa group. It, it really looks as though it's, it's, it's trading nicely. Is it one that mm. you look at? Absolutely, yeah. We actually do like it. We do have it in a couple of our of our sort of model portfolios. Uh, you, you're exactly right. Spot on. That's exactly what they do. They they are perfectly suited for this uh, lockdown sort of pandemic. Very neighbourhood focused. Uh, their distribution network is quite unique. So if you compare it to the likes of a pick and pay, and uh, I actually got a client of mine who, who supplies. Uh, spa and he speaks so highly of it he says if he supplies is a pet food business so he says when he supplies um pick and pay with uh, a red dog collar for example it goes to the the, the head office and they distribute those red dog collars from uh, men in pretoria all the way to to berea and durban exactly the same yeah. so when he supplies when he supplies the spa group and he goes to head office they go, no, no, we need the red dog collar in Menland, but we need a blue dog collar in Durban, and we need a green dog collar in, you know, whatever, whatever in the Western Cape, because that's how they know their neighborhood markets. So it's quite a unique and clever model, and, and uh, you can see what the, the trading update was excellent.
You know? yeah. And I think more and more people, as you said, are going to maybe stay a little bit more local for the time being. And I think it's very, very nicely suited for this current environment. And uh, yeah, great. I thought it was an excellent set of results. Yeah, well done to them. Yes. Always good quality as well. And always quite mm. friendly. Yeah. And the, the exactly. CEO, who's, what's the name of the CEO? I, I can't remember. He's, he's suddenly, his name has briefly escaped me, but he's a really, really good uh, a chap, an Irish fellow, I think it is. I mm. can't remember. Anyway, yeah, great model, good business model. Jolly good. Anything else coming out? Uh, RMB Holdings yeah, Limited. Vestic, Vestic results this morning. Well, when they reported, not not that great, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, mm, tra- it was a trading update, but uh, yeah, they seem to be battling a little bit in this environment. Um, yes, pre-close trading update. Share price on my screen down three point one percent, which mm, is bearing in mind it was up was up it was up four on the open. So I think as people have digested the story, um, you know, we've actually um, I mean I've got a heads up. We actually do own the share, and uh, just disclosure wise, but uh, we um, the guys were chatting last morning meeting and they were sort of really scratching their heads because they said this is now trading on a price to book of zero point three. Which is unheard of for a yeah. financial services business. You maybe, you, if you're a bit worried about it, sort of provisions and impairments, you maybe trade at 0.5, 0.6, not 0.3. Uh, and in fact, these guys used to trade at about one and a half price to book. So, I mean, these are as this this company is as cheap as you're ever going to get the share right now, just for what it's worth. Yeah. Okay. And of course, I've got that in my portfolio. I bought it the other mm. day at 29.50. And what is it now? 28.70, 28.80, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, if you look at Investec, the, the limited is twenty eight forty eight, uh, and the PLC is at uh, twenty seven ninety seven. Okay, right. Let's have a look at the the spot prices this morning, uh, Nick, on on this Friday, which promises to be probably quite a quiet one, I would say. Dollar rand is sixteen sixteen, which is a good, which is, it's a good result. It's it's rallied now uh, three hundred and. 20 basis points since the, the the end of March. And it's a really good performance. We do know, of course, historically that that's not going to last. British pound against the rand is 20.96. The euro rand is 19.15. The euro dollar is 118.55. Uh, last night in the United States, the Dow Jones fell half a percent, was worse off at one stage. Uh, S&P was down 0.8%. NASDAQ was down one and a quarter percent. The Nikkei is up 0.2% on the close. Shanghai has rallied by just over 2%. Hang Seng uh, barely changed, just slightly higher. And the all share in Sydney barely changed, just slightly lower. The gold price, 1953, down $9 an ounce. Uh, platinum is uh, 943. And palladium is where, please, Nick? So palladium is also flat, up just up a dollar, two thousand three hundred and thirty-four. The oil price is doing well again. It's up 0.8%. That's the West Texas at 41 41- 22. The Brent crude oil price is $43.58, which is up two-thirds of a percent. It's had a volatile week, actually, but it's finding its feet. It has had. Yeah, OPEC was out, yes. Well, first of all, we had, uh, it was quite a big draw in inventories on the Wednesday night when they reported their weekly inventories, and that caught a few people on the short side. Uh, and also yesterday, I see OPEC was out sort of bashing short sellers quite aggressively. I can't remember, the, you must Google it, I can't remember what he said, but he basically said you must kind of watch yourself or short sellers beware or something like that. Uh, and that sort of gave it a, a bit of a push too. But we were chatting last week. I can't believe it. This thing was under 40. So it's $3 bounds. It's quite significant. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and it affects every single person in the world, mm. whether poor or rich. Okay. Um, let's have a look at the movers on the JSC. Just before I get those movers, anything in the diary for this afternoon? Or is it a quiet one? Uh, it's fairly quiet. We do have just some local, um, if you look across at um, 
Um, at Wall Street, we've got uh, some current account deficit numbers out this afternoon at 2.30. Uh, we've got Federal Reserve President um, James Bullard. He's quite influential. He's speaking on, a, and I quote this, the COVID recovery challenge oh, yeah. on a virtual Zoom call at uh, Washington University. And there's another another RPO as well, uh, on this time on the NYC, and that is a, a local uh, software uh, backup out of the states called Utility Software. So that's coming out. But, yeah, that's uh, quite thin, quite thin this afternoon. On the upside, on the JSC, according to my screen, car track up 6.8%. That's been all over the place recently. Textainer up four and two thirds percent. Spar up four and a half percent. We've mentioned that company, good company. Uh, Harmony up uh, nearly two percent. Lighthouse Capital up um, 1.8%. Supergroup, after its results this week, down six and a half percent this morning. People not liking that one. Uh, Telcom on its way back to 15 rand, according to me, and that's not a recommendation, by the way, down 4.1 percent. Investec Limited down 3.8 percent. Redefine down three and a quarter. And Investec PLC down 3.2 percent. Out of those, outside of those numbers, any outside companies numbers that... We, yeah. I want to see Richmond. Please tell me about Richmond, because we've been speaking about this this, this hmm. week. What's happened? Yeah, so, so Richemont is, it's down 2%. It's 113 rand 60. Mm. If I look at what it's done, it's, it's, it was up at one, where were we? 124 a few days ago. So maybe the little froth coming out of that one, uh, almost down uh, sort of eight rand on the, on the last week or so. Um, outside of that, we have impact. It's been one to watch actually. Down 21%. It's in the JSC all share. It's, it obviously it does packaging and all that sort of business. It's not a small play. It's medium cap stock, but it's been all over the place recently because apparently they're battling to get. If I read the story on the business day, they're battling to get electricity to one of their factories just out somewhere in Gauteng. Um, and apparently that accounts for something like 25% of its earnings comes from this particular factory. And they said this power interruption is going to have a significant impact on its business. So, I mean, ANC and government look no further than what you're doing here. The stock down 21% off the back of that. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, you know, turn the, li- turn the lights on you know, at this particular business. It's, qu- it's three quarters of its uh, – sorry, it's a quarter of its um, operating comes from this particular factory. So I'm keeping an eye on that one too. I don't think we quite understand how many different facets of the South African economy and the business economy in particular – are affected by load shedding and mm. lack of infrastructure. I've just spent half an hour on a Zoom call, which will be recorded and be put out on YouTube later on. And the person that hosted it just sent me a message saying the audio was so bad because the internet was breaking up all the time mm. uh, and we, we can't broadcast it. So sorry to waste your time. But it is a waste of time. And it is something that, although it's a tiny part and it's not important when it comes to the South African economy, it's important to me and important to the people people that took the time to spend half an hour and it, it's a disgrace nick no it is i'd exactly the same I, wednesday night i did uh, a closing bell with with uh, business day tv which i do once a month yes and it was exactly the same freezing the streaming was 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 um, you know they streamed it the sort of the, the sound quality was terrible they also because it wasn't my side i mean i had uh, i've got high speed fiber in my house yes they said, no, it was their side they've got a problem um uh, with it, with out their offices in uh, in Joburg, and they apologise for the quality of the streaming as well. So, yeah, I mean, power, um, the running the business, it is it's almost impossible to do it if you don't have uh, guaranteed power and and guaranteed sort of backup. And uh, yeah, impact. Uh, I mean, this is a one point seven odd billion market cap company, who's basically saying since the last month they've had 
power problems at their factory. I mean, that's disgraceful. I mean, how can you how can you run a business in a country where you can't get guaranteed power? Here's a classic case in point. Wiped off uh, 20 odd percent of its share price today because of that. I mean, it is actually is disgraceful. Uh, indices after exactly one hour and one minute of trading on the JSC on this Friday, please. Yeah, sorry about the moan. On this JSC today, yeah. on this Friday, down down 0.22% in the JSC all share, uh, back below 55,000, 54,912. Uh, JSC top 40 index down just 66 points, barely moving, 50,641. And if we look at the breakdown in the markets, we have utilities a little firmer today, 1.68%, basic materials, a little bit better, 0.38%. And the downside, technology shares down 0.18%, industrials down a quarter, telecommunications services down 1.07%, financials, despite the stronger ran once again weaker, by 1.35%. I suspect that's in Vexic, it's dragging it down. Mm. And then consumer cyclicals down 1.59%. Nick Kunzer, thanks very much for your time this morning. Nick Kunzer will be back with us for the five o'clock shadow. He's from Sunland Private Wealth. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.